Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. A little, little tight window to get this in today. I know. My man is driving to upstate New York with his girlfriend yes. to go see her friends. Yes. Her friend's family have like a big cookout every year. Mm. Uh, that time of year. And uh, we're, we're taking a little, yeah, her, her, little tripski up there. Her friend's family has a big, has a big cookout every year. Oh, really? What, is, it, is it this weekend? No, it's like in two months. So we got to get this episode in now. <laughs> But, but we're just doing it now. I could see it. I mean, that would, I mean, that would be something dumb enough that you would say. Logistically, it makes sense. I mean, you're not wrong. Logically, it does not. Does anything we ever do logically make sense? <sighs> um, like have you have you and I ever made sense about anything? No, I have on some things. Okay, name one. Um, when have I made sense? When I clock in for work, it makes sense. I don't make a full dollar, so. All right, you got me there. Uncle Sam takes most of it. I'll uh, I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay. All right, big guy. All right, big guy. But you got uh, you got a lot going on this weekend too. Not a lot, but uh, you and you and your girlfriend are going to uh, the local carnival, go support the volunteer fire department, everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 basically a member there without even joining to be a member. That's fine. I'm like I'm like I'm like I'm like a step. I'm like a part of the royal family, just like a step a step addition to it. You're the step brother. I kind of am. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not really it's not really like a royal family. I know people that are that volunteer at Winfield listen to the podcast, um. So there there is no royal family. It's just kind of a joke that I make. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean. So if you're the stepbrother of it, are you Will Ferrell or John C. Riley? I'm always Will Ferrell, dude. <laughs> I'm always Will Ferrell, dude. It's so, like it's so funny. Um. My girlfriend's friends are um, going to Tennessee for for a uh, for a family vacation, and they're doing a Will Ferrell theme night. Yeah, there. Um. So everybody's dressing up like like a Will Ferrell character. So she was telling me last night. There's some people who. There's one guy who's dressing up like Ricky Bobby. Okay, that's a good one. While he was on fire. Oh God. I said, so he's literally going to just wear his underwear and a racing helmet. She said, yeah. That's hot. I'm like, that is so cool. That's pretty cool. But dude, if I, like, if I, like, I told you this earlier. If I, yeah. if, if I had to do a Will Ferrell night, dude, I'm definitely being Chaz from, uh, from Wedding Crashers. He was getting nunchuck. You didn't even realize. He was nunchuck. You didn't even realize. Chaz, you have a friend here. Pick up your fucking skateboard. <laughs> You know what, Chaz? I will have some meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, you will. All right, all right. Hey, Ma, the meatloaf. We want it now. 
<laughs> Fuck! What's she doing? I don't know what she's doing back there. <laughs> Jesus. Death is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. <laughs> the women are so horny, it's crazy. It's not even fair. It's like fishing with dynamite. <laughs> then he actually goes to the funeral, and he's yeah. like, he's like, what was his name? Jack? Oh, damn you, Roger. <laughs> oh, Roger, damn you. <laughs> God, that is a that is a funny fucking movie. Like, like my favorite. I think my favorite part of the whole movie, besides Will Ferrell's cameo, uh-huh. has to be when they're playing football in the front yard, and and Bradley Cooper is just giving Vince Vaughn the fucking business. <laughs> oh, he's giving him the works. Giving him the works. Not and, even the one of the of the friends that he should be body bagging. He should be more worried about Owen Wilson. Exactly, dude. It's so it's so funny. Like Vince Vaughn is like laying on the ground, like gasping for air and Owen Wilson walks over he's like he's like what are you doing every time I every time I look at, look in your direction you're laying on the you're laying on the ground it's a game of touch football and Vince Vaughn just looks up at him he's like he's like if I had any air in my lungs I'd scream at you <laughs> I just I just laugh so hard at it every single time because I'm like oh my gosh that's so funny see I like the scene where um also, also the scene where Vince Vaughn's getting jerked up onto the table. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Too. That was by far my favorite scene of the movie. And then uh, another underrated one is Breakfast in the Morning when like uh, Vince Vaughn's trying to leave. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's trying to leave and uh, Owen, Owen Wilson convinces, convinces him to stay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. Also, when uh, when he's when he's tied down to the bed. Oh God! And the younger brother. And the younger brother. And the younger brother's like grabbing him by the dong. He's like, "Let's play tummy sticks." I'm like, "Oh my God, that poor guy." <laughs> he wakes up and he's trying to move. He's like, "I painted you the picture." He's like, "I painted you this picture." It's sexual and violent. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I don't know, uh, dude. One of my uh. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite um, Will Ferrell scenes too, uh, from the campaign. Mitch, am I maintaining? I feel oh, like I'm maintaining. Yeah, after 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 he gets bit on the arm by the snake. No, you look terrible. Let's go get a couple of burritos. <laughs> it just goes running through the fucking window pane. And it just goes missing. He's and he's like, he's like he's like screaming about how bad it hurts. He's like, stay with my stay with my test of my balls and do sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's see. Have you ever seen the uh, the um, the unrated version of the movie, like the like the uncut unrated version? Uh, I don't think so. So in the mo- so in the be- in the scene of the movie where where they where he calls the family dinner uh-huh. and thinks he's talking to Shayna. Uh-huh. In that in like in an extended version of that scene, that same family is sitting there at the dinner table, and Will Ferrell high on fucking snake venom jumps through their fucking window while they're eating <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and like and like completely destroys their whole fucking house do you remember the scene where from that movie where zach galifianakis uh is having the dinner with his family and he's like look daddy's gonna be on tv and the the public's gonna be you know digging into our lives so i just need you guys to air out anything now and the kids just go oh, wild they, oh yeah they, they they say some they say some <laughs> off the wall stuff like i said the lord's name in vain once he's like Okay. okay, I can I can deal with that. I said I wasn't gonna ang- gonna get angry, and I'm not. And then the next kid's like, sometimes I go to the mall and I hide under the steps and take pictures of girls underneath their skirt. I have a book full of cooter shots under my bed. <laughs> 
One time when I was at the petting zoo, I let the goat lick my penis. <laughs> he looks at him and he goes, why? <laughs> oh my gosh. And uh, and then the wife chimes in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I touched myself, touch myself to Drew Carey on the Price is Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. That is dude, another, another really funny scene from that fucking movie is um when he gets pulled over after drink after drinking all the bourbon was that Galifianakis? Yeah. And he's like uh and he rolls down the window and the co- and the cops like shining the light in and, he, and like you see the picture of Cam Brady like on the outside of the car and he rolls on the window you can tell he's pissed fucking drunk <laughs> and tries to hand him like a hundred dollar bill and all he says is in God we must and he doesn't and he's like he's like he's like sir please step out of the vehicle and he just rolls the window back up <laughs> I like the other guys too. Will, Will Ferrell and the other guys was funny as shit. <laughs> you were a pimp. No, I wasn't a pimp. God, I haven't seen that movie for, in so long. Uh, I watched it on the flight down to South Carolina. I think when Sarah and I went. Did you? Yeah. I know you watched um, Happy Gilmore. That's it. Yeah. When you and I went. Yeah. yeah I watched that. And he's like, uh, <clears throat> what's his name? Um, Rob Riggle gets, <laughs> gets Will Ferrell to do a desk pop. <laughs> Dude. He's like, yeah, we've all done it. He's like, all right. <laughs> just, just fires one off. Dude, he is one funny motherfucker. Even um, even the short cameo that he had in the office. Yeah, he was pretty good. Was funny as hell, too. Yeah. Like, it kills me every time. Every time I watch it, after the hoop falls on his head when he tries to do the MJ dunk, he's like, he's like spouting a whole bunch of like random nonsense as they're like taking him out. Yeah. And he like sneezes and he says something at the same time. He's like, ah, and it, like it cracks me up every time because, of course, like if you've seen The Office, you know that John Krasinski does not hold himself together very, very well. <laughs> no, he does not. So like it cracks me up because every time at the end of the like at the end of the scene, you could see like John Krasinski like laughing. <laughs> it was probably completely unscripted and caught oh, him off guard. Oh, oh, oh! It had knowing Will Ferrell, it for sure was. I saw this. I saw this other. I I, I love how we're just talking about like random film right now, but I don't really care. I love it. Um, but um, I was watching bloopers from the episode of The Office where they have the, the dinner party. At Michael's house, and he's showing Jim and Pam the TV. Yeah, and John Krasinski's like looking around, and Michael's like, "Over here, Jim! Over here, Jim!" <laughs> and he like, and he like keeps talking, and like John Krasinski just loses it because, of course, it wasn't scripted. Yeah, he was just like just casually looking around, and Michael's like, "Jim, over here!" <laughs> just snaps his fingers, snaps his fingers twice, and gets his, gets his attention again. Yeah, it was that was funny as fuck. Gator don't play no shit. <laughs> He's walking around, money. He wants to buy him some shoes. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's um, that's funny as hell. Sky rockets in flight. Whoop. Afternoon delight. Whoop. All right, showtime. All right, showtime. Uh, so in NBA news, <clears throat> the Indiana Pacers have offered up a contract to DeAndre Ayton. I believe it was four years, $133 million. Now, he is a restricted free agent, so the Suns do get a chance to offer him a uh, matching and or better contract. So, so, so the way restricted free agency works is the Suns have... Whenever, whenever a team tries to sign an, a restricted free agent away from, a, away from another team... What happens is 
that team has 48 hours yeah. to match the deal. The way the collective bargaining agreement works in the NBA is that since um, what restricted means is they can negotiate with other teams, but the team that you were a part of has the capability to match your offer and you play for the you play for your original team again. The team that you play for can also choose not to match it, in which case you go to that team that offered you the new deal. Correct. Yeah, so so in th- so in this case, DeAndre Ayton, former number 1 overall pick from a few, from 3 years ago, 4 years ago now. From Arizona, yeah. Yeah, for, from 4 years ago, which is one, which might be one of the most stacked draft classes in the past. I forget exactly who was in that draft, years. but yeah, he was uh Jaron Jackson Jr., Trey Young, Luca. Oh yeah. Bagley. Wow. Yeah. And Ay- Ayton was the number 1 pick. Dude, think about the fact that Luka Doncic <laughs> Could possibly be on that Suns team with Devin Booker, you know. Chris Paul, you know, it's 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 crazy though because if you think about it, I mean, there was so much uncertainty surrounding Luca when he came into the league because people were like, "Well, is he going to like have the same long productive career that Dirk Nowitzki had? Yeah, or is he just going to be, or is he going to flame out once he starts once he gets up to the next level?" Because European ball is so much different than the NBA. Yeah, it is a lot different. Like their rules are different too. Like they can grab balls off the rim as long after it hits the rim mm-hmm. once. It's weird. Yeah, the the the, the three point line is closer to the hoop, so it's not as long of a three. And of of course the athletes are just it's it's a different breed. Yeah, it's, like, a, it's like a different pace. Luka like... Luka Doncic won the La Liga MVP when he was eighteen. Right, so um, so he, so he was MVP of the league when he was, when he was eighteen, which there's like the NBA is so talented. Now you're not gonna do that. No, there's maybe one person in NBA history that has a chance at winning an MVP at eighteen years old, and, and he's forty now. Yeah, he's currently forty. And he plays for the Lakers. He's forty, and he plays for the Lakers. I don't know if that narrows it down for anybody. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and ain't Russell Westbrook. No, no, it is not. Yeah, so, um... More of the story. DeAndre Ayton got an offer from the Pacers for four years, $133 million. Which, which, was, a, which was a record breaker because it's the highest qualifying offer that, yeah. that, that, that the league has ever seen. Qualifying offer is what, is, is what the correct term is when a team attempts to sign a restricted free agent. So the Suns had 48 hours to match that deal, which they did immediately. Yeah, so DeAndre Ayton will not be on the move until I believe the date is January 15th. Yeah, I think so... that's the soonest they can trade him with um, like doing the... Uh, the qualifying offer. Yes. Yeah, so so that that kind of throws a wrench into the whole into the whole trading of Kevin Durant. Um because it's it's why it was widely regarded that Aiton would have been the, the top chip uh-huh. in order to swing KD. Yep. Um now with four years, $113 million, the numbers get a little bit closer. So so in a monetary standpoint, you don't have to give up as much now if you are Phoenix. Yep. Which helps them, but of course they can't trade a newly signed restricted free agent 
until, like you said, January 15th. So that puts a little bit of a stalemate on when this deal for Kevin Durant could get done. So this coming, uh, it was I, I screenshotted a tweet from Bobby Marks. Um, he's uh, you know he's verified on Twitter and everything like that. Big name. Um, it says uh, Phoenix has until Saturday night at 11:59 p.m. Eastern to match the largest offer sheet in NBA history. Uh, the contract is binding, and a sign and trade cannot be completed. If Phoenix matches, Aiton has veto power on any trade after January 15th, and he cannot be traded to the Indiana Pacers. So, um, I, I don't know if that means they they just can't trade him until after the 15th, but Aiton can be like, no, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, so, so essentially, what that means, what is essentially what it means, is he can he can say no to any trade up until January fifteenth. Okay. After after that, he's just at the mercy of the Suns. Yeah. Um. So it, it's it's like it's like a temporary no trade clause that he now has for his for his deal. So which I mean, good for him. So it it ha- it happens for every free agent when this happens. Um, majority of the time, restricted free agents don't necessarily hit the open market and sign offers with other teams. Yeah, it like it it doesn't happen all that often. Um, majority of the time, these players are, you know, coming like, coming into their own in the league. They're getting you know they're they're getting ready to enter into the the prime the prime of their career. I mean, four years in, heading into your fifth year, odds are you're signing a four or five year deal that's going to put you at year nine. Yeah. Depending on how old you are when you're drafted, that puts you into your late twenties, early thirties. So that's so that's when these players are arguably at their best. Yeah, they're peaking. Right. So majority of the time, these teams don't allow their players to get that far. But I know there's um there's some uncertainty of is DeAndre Ayton going to pan out to be that guy? We've discussed it before. On any given night, DeAndre Ayton could be one of the five best centers in the league. Yeah, if he's having an on night. Yeah, but then again, at the same time, he also has times where he just absolutely disappears. Yeah, I mean, he just falls back into the shadows. He doesn't do too much. And he's, at that point, he's not. Like, there are some guys like, uh, like Carl Anthony Towns or like, um, Jokic, where even on their bad nights, they're still a top five center in the league. I mean, I mean, even if you really think about it, so if you, if you just take into consideration every other guy who was drafted after Aiton, because of course he was the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, if you take, so the next four players taken after him in order were Marvin Bagley, who eh, hasn't panned out, but it was Sacramento. So who knows? And now he's on Detroit. That's a dangerous team too. I feel like I say that every week whenever we talk about the NBA, but this is a dangerous team. That's a dangerous team. But Detroit, they, they're, they're doing something there. They could get it together at some point. I think this is the year they start to figure it out. Okay. They have a lot of good young pieces. Uh-huh. Of course, led by Katie Cunningham. They just drafted Jaden Ivey. They have Bagley. They, um... Sadiq Bay. They got Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes. So they have a lot, they have a lot of good young pieces there. Um, so they could start to turn in the right direction. Um, so Bagley, Judge is still out. Um... I want to say the third pick was Trey Young. Trey Young's an all-star guard. It might have, yeah, it might have been Trey Young by the Mavericks. It was Trey Young by the Mavericks. Yes, that's that's exactly how it went. Because the because Trey Young and uh, Luka Doncic was a uh, draft day mm. trade like swap. Apologies, Luka was three by the Hawks. 
Uh, yeah, okay. Luka was three by the Hawks. Jaron Jackson was four by the Grizz. Trey Young was five by the Mavs. There it is. Okay. I, I was going to say, I remember that was a, that was a trade day uh, or uh, draft day trade. So Yes, yeah, so that ended up just being a clean, even spot. Okay. Or not exactly. What was the, what was the exact extent of that trade? Okay, so the extent of that trade was Atlanta's first-round pick, which is Luka, and Dallas's first-round pick, which is Trey Young, and a protected 2019 first-round pick. Okay. Um, which, I wonder what that turned into. Um, yeah, I hate how you never hear what those trades turn into. Like, you just hear about this trade, whatever, and you don't hear what those draft picks turn into. Atlanta Hawks from Dallas turned into the number 10 pick, which was Cam Reddish. Mm. It doesn't matter. Dallas won the trade regardless. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's, not, that's not really up for a debate. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, those guys, two through, f- two through five, those are all guys who who are giving you more solid production on a night in night out basis than Aiton is. I mean, then again, when Aiton's like I said, when Aiton's at his best, you know, it, there's not a lot of players who are better than him. That's fair, but when Luka Doncic is at his best, he's contending for MVP. Right. I mean, when Jaron Jackson's at his best, he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. When Trey Young's at his best, he could win you a fucking scoring title. He he's taken the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Right. He he can he can. I think this past season he led the league in points and assists per game. Like total points scored? Total points scored. Okay, I was going to say, because he definitely didn't win the scoring title. No, I, I, know, I know he didn't, but total points scored. I mean, dude, even if he, like, pick number eight, Colin Sexton. Pick number 10, Mikkel Bridges. 11, Shea Gillages Alexander. 12, Miles Bridges. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of production that got that. Yeah, it was a good draft. Holy shit. Dude. Michael Porter Jr., Dante DiVincenzo, Kevin Herter, um, Anthony Simons, wow, Robert Williams, um, Devontae Graham, Mitchell Robinson. So I mean, like all like all these guys that ended up getting drafted. I mean, they're a lot of these guys. They could have given you more consistency, right? Maybe not, maybe not better play, but more consistency. consistency. Yeah, huh? Uh, maybe they really messed up taking Aiden. I mean, that was a need for the Suns at the time. Aiden, Aiden's better than Bagley. I thought Aiden was better than Jaron Jackson at the time. I think he just had a real dominant season in college. I actually had his numbers up. If, I, if you give me a minute, I can pull them up for you. Yeah, I'm not super worried about it, but I know you're going to pull them up anyway, so it's okay. I, I, I literally had him pulled up, and I just clicked over to the draft to see who got taken. So his, so his lone season at Arizona, he, he averaged 20-12 and 12 with two blocks a game. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a really good season. And then, I mean, so in the NBA so far, since he's made his way over, he's averaged 16.3 points, 11 rebounds, and one block a game. You expect more of a number one overall pick. I mean, you really do. But then again, he's a center, and he also plays with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Two very ball-dominant guards. True, but Chris Paul can facilitate very well. So Then again, but I, I, that's, that's very true. But also, Devin Booker is 
He's a volume shooter. He's your, he's your go-to guy. He's like he's not going to get as many touches as. Yeah, he. I mean, he's a mid-range volume shooter. Right. That's, that's who Devin Booker is. Right. Huh. Yeah. So DeAndre Ayton, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with him in Phoenix. I think he ultimately does get dealt. Um, where for who for what I don't know, but I think I think Phoenix is. Phoenix knows what they're getting out of him. And I think they're um I think they're eventually gonna try and move him. That's yeah, I, he's definitely he's definitely going to be moved eventually. Uh while we're kind of talking about draft picks and, and everything like that, um I heard a rumor that um Adam Silver actually wants to rechange the rule and the age of players coming into the NBA. It's currently at nineteen, which um stern changed yeah so so really what the thing is um it allows kids to come out of high school right to the nba right which helps the league a lot more but does it i think it does i think it doesn't okay why because instead of having um these young men go to college or maybe they go play overseas. Maybe they take that route, which is it is a route for them. But the majority of them go to college here, Division One schools in, in um, in the United States. Do you think like Zion is obviously a freak? He was a freak high school basketball player that everybody knew about. But his brand got bigger when he was at Duke because Duke's brand is big. It helped Zion get that Nike shoe deal. Helped made Zion as big as he is which is helping New Orleans, which isn't a very big market, isn't a very big brand. So these, these kids are going to college, and it's elevating their brand. So what happens when, it, when their brand elevates? Well, the NBA's brand elevates because now you have bigger-named guys playing, more recognizable names playing. I couldn't tell you one kid I could, I, that's going to college this year to play basketball like from high school couldn't tell you i couldn't i couldn't name one high school freshman or senior that's that's going to play uh basketball but i do keep up with college basketball a little bit not a lot we've discussed it it's it's usually around march madness but i do check in every now and again Mm. chet holmgren he's he's not going to be a top three pick in the nba in the nba draft if he doesn't go play for gonzaga you know what i mean like but now there's buzz around it. So when they go to college and they build their own brand, it helps the NBA's brand. So I see your point. I do. But then again, I mean, I, so, so these kids know. They, kn- they know their worth. Okay. So you're not just going to have a random high school senior from Baltimore, who tore it up, says, I'm going to the draft. Fuck it. Yes, they will. That was, okay. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was wrong of me to assume. Redacted. Redacted, yeah. <laughs> but, so, so, the kids know their worth. I think they, I think, unless you know, like, hey, I have a real good shot of going, going a lot in the lottery here. 
I, I think you're still going to see people going to college or mm-hmm. choosing to go to play for uh, G League Ignite or even play overseas. Yeah. But I think what the NBA is doing is they're giving kids the option, like, hey, like, look, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to go play in the G League. You don't have to play overseas. If you want to, come play for the league. See yeah. if you're good enough. I also just like the idea of these young men going to college and getting some sort of an education and a backup plan um, after basketball. I, I personally like that. But but see, here's the, here's the thing. You know just as well as I do. They're not going to school to get an education. No, eventually. Most of them finish, though, eventually. I mean, e- eventually finishing is all good and fine. But then again, I mean, dude, these, like, after after what, two years in the league, how many times have we seen a highly rated or, or a highly drafted NBA player get accused of, um, Academic violations in college. Or, or some sort of violations in college. Yeah. I think it's too off the top of my head right now. Ben Simmons. DeAndre Ayton. I also don't know if these kids are ready to step into the league and what the NBA is now. That's another thing. Like, imagine just an, an 18-year-old, fresh out of high school kid coming in and playing in the NBA. Well, There's not many that can do it. No, I, I, I get that, but I mean the league is <clears throat> the way the league is right now. It's so offensive driven. Really, it's one of those things where okay, if you can play offense, you're going to be able to hold your own in the, league, in the league. So, I mean, and I mean, high school, high school, dude. I think you brought it up on the podcast once how eighty percent of high school quarterbacks are better now than quarterbacks in in what sixties and seventies. Yeah, I saw some, I saw something somebody posted. It was something along those lines. Dude, you have you have people who are playing in high school now who are better than who are better than NBA players twenty years ago. Better scores of the basketball. I don't know about better. I don't know like scoring the basketball, yeah. To better all around, I don't know. But I'm saying like with that the whole like college or high High school football quarterbacks, it was like they th- they throw the ball better than, than I mean forty years ago, whatever it was. I mean, I mean, hi- high school basketball players now they're they're better conditioned, they're more athletic. Yeah, they can shoot the ball better. They like high like high school high school players are doing things that people in the NBA weren't doing twenty years ago. Yeah, people weren't doing what uh, Zion was doing in high school no. in the NBA twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's facts. Granted, well, maybe Doctor J. Granted. Zion played in public school in South Carolina. Yeah. It, nothing against the state of South Carolina, but South Carolina is not known as a factory for top-rated basketball players. That's facts. So he wasn't exactly always playing against the best competition. I mean, everybody's seen the clip of the five-foot-fucking-two white kid who tried covering Zion his junior season. Yeah. Dude was like clapping in his face, and Zion's like, "Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. Settle down." Right. Yeah, I mean, it's also so Howard or not Howard Stern. Good gracious, <laughs> uh, former Commissioner Stern. Shout uh, out Howard Stern. <laughs> shout out Howard Stern. Come on, sponsor. Us. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's get Howard. Oh my god. Let's get Howard Stern on the fucking show. Have him bring Rob and all the strippers. Let's fucking why not? Let's just have a whale of a time. Do you hear what I said? No. You said come on. I was like my chest. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus Christ. What the hell? I saw an opportunity. I took it. I wish you didn't. 
the microphones are off the stands. Anything goes. When we put them back on the stands, they'll tame it down. <laughs> oh, God, but that's not going to happen. I refuse to do it. I refuse to tame myself. I want a lot of I want a lot of radio contests because I refuse to get off the line. <laughs> Dude, before before you continue, I, no. I, was, I was talking to some guy at work last night. You know he has never seen Blades of Glory. What? Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, go ahead. Tell him to use PTO until he he can come back after he does. And he tried he tried giving me shit because I had never seen the show Doctor Who. Neither have I. He's like, go home and watch it now. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go home and sleep <laughs> because it's six forty five in the morning. And I'm fucking tired. I'm very tired. I'm not watching your dumbass show. Why don't you go home and watch some Will Ferrell movies? Educate anyway, yourself. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. Um, <clears throat> so former Commissioner Stern, he was the one that um, eventually changed it to the age of 19, which basically is like, hey, you got to go, you got to go play college basketball for one year. Yeah. So so it was 19 or a year removed from high school. Yes. Um, which is how. Which is how Bowl Bowl. Bowl Bowl. Was it him? Thon Maker. That's how Thon Maker got around the rule. Because he was drafted at 18, but he was a year removed from high school. Oh. He, play, he played in Canada for a year professionally. Okay. But anyway, continue. Um, <clears throat> Stern, you know, he, he didn't want NBA scouts going into high school gyms and AAU basketball games and stuff like that. Um, which I think is kind of fair. I mean, you don't want some dude showing up working for the Pacers, showing up in some, you know, some public school. Like, like just just imagine, like, Scout from the Bull showing up at fucking South Carroll. You're like, well, he's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Will never happen. It's anyway. not going to happen. But yeah. just imagine, like, like, that's what I'm saying, though. But just, like, imagine that. Yeah. It, I don't know, is, it does it look good for the league? Eh, maybe not. Well, see, also... I, a, a real reason why they decided to do what they did was with changing the one and done, change, changing that rule, um, in order to need, in order to be nineteen or a year removed from high school, is because the league was at a time where people thought they were thugs. This is like right after the malice. Oh yeah, this is like right after the malice of the palace, where uh-huh. Ron, where Ron, where it's the third third time we mentioned the damn Pacers. The Detroit Pistons and the Pacers got into a whole all out fist fight at the palace at Auburn Hills. That spilled into the stands. That was cool. Well, cool is a subjective word, but it's it's widely regarded as the single ugliest moment, not only in the NBA but possibly in North American team sports. It wasn't great. Uh, no, 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 no. It's it's entertaining to watch now from the outside looking in. From from the outside looking in, and now thinking back on it, it's it's, it's almost been twenty years since it happened. So it's it's okay to laugh at it now ha 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 but at the time people were like oh my god nba is nothing but thugs they're all immature so like so the least like we have to do something to improve our image let's have these people be let's have these guys be a little bit mature when they get to the league but like dude if anything like if you go to a big university and you're this hot and you're this hot shit basketball player dude you might be even more immature coming out of college than you might be going in yeah because you were the guy on campus like like let's take like Duke or North Carolina for example, like they're basketball schools. It's not like he's right. going to play bas- basketball at Alabama where it's a football school. Yeah, people probably know you, but if you're the quarterback of Alabama, or you're the starting point guard at like Duke, right? It's it's like you hold the same power, right? 
so like yeah, I mean if you're if you're the if you're the starting point guard at Duke, all the girls want you. Every dude wants to be you. You're walking around with your head filled up the size of the sun. Yeah. And all the blood is not in your brain. Oh hell no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it's elsewhere in your body. You ever seen um uh shit? Denzel and Ray Allen. More than a game. Okay. No. Shit. He Jesus, got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth. That's it. That's the movie. He got game. Okay. You ever seen that you ever seen that movie? I don't think I have. Okay, so one of the scenes, Ray Allen is straight up having a threesome when he's on a college visit. That's sick. Dude, you know the shit like that is happening all the time at college. Dude, I remember I remember like reading one story about how some dude was at a party at A and M and walked in on Johnny Manziel straight up banging five chicks at once. <laughs> I fucking love Johnny Manziel, man. That dude, that dude's so cool. Dude, Johnny Johnny Manziel, he 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 said he said he was trying to find he was trying to find trying to find like some room was with a friend or something that he walked in. Johnny Manziel straight got like five like model level chicks like sprawl ass naked just doing his thing. <laughs> Let's try to find my contact. <laughs> <laughs> Whose dog is that? Whose dog is that? Yeah, so co- college can be a dangerous place for, yeah. it, it, like, it, like especially especially for people who think who think they are the shit. I hate to say it, but they're like, because I, I know we have uh, a very uh, diverse group of uh, people that listen to the show. Yeah, um, but there's an old saying: "Young, dumb, and full of cum." I really wish you didn't say that. <laughs> it's too late now. We can't take it back. Uh, I know. You should have ran that one by me first. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we were talking about Howard Stern earlier. <laughs> yeah, oh shit. You literally said Howard Stern, come on my chest. <laughs> I like that that just clicked. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's kind of move on. Are you on the spectrum? Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have here. Uh, so so what is this uh, three team trade you're thinking about here? This is just me for shits and giggles. So it's um it's rumored that now the Utah Jazz are shopping Donovan Mitchell, and apparently they almost had a deal with the Knicks. Okay. In order for them to move Donovan Mitchell from Utah to New York, um. It would have involved Obi Toppin and Manuel Quickly, two other rookies from this past season, and Utah wanted six first-round picks. That's insane. So the deal didn't go through, but I was thinking to myself, like, okay, New York has a lot of young pieces. Okay. A lot of young pieces. And, mm-hmm. they, and, they, have, so, and they have easy-to-move contracts, too, and star power to make it work, too. Sure, yeah. Brooklyn. Could move KD to New York. Okay. With Donovan Mitchell. Okay. And New York just blows it up. Starts from scratch. Huh. I don't know. Just a thought. Well, I know there's a... I know there's some, there's some teams that can't get Ben Simmons, because I was going to think maybe Ben Simmons could be on the trade. There's some teams that actually can't trade... 
for Ben Simmons because of something to do with like rookie contracts. And I stuff saw like that. I, I, I saw that yeah. something that had to do with the CBA. It was mm-hmm. it's something in the in the collective bargain agreement that the NBA has set up. I think it's you can't have too many players on a rookie max deal or one team at a time. I think I think you're limited to like one. Maybe that's maybe that's what it is. But um, I I I, rem- I remember seeing what you're talking about. So I saw so, I, so I, I I know I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember exactly what it is. And I think the Suns would be one of them now with DeAndre Ayton. They would be. Yes. Yeah. So I was gonna say, hey, maybe you move him over. You put him at like the four or something like that. You just have another guy like distributing the ball. Like I don't know, maybe some something along those lines. Maybe you maybe you send like him and. Kyrie over like Chris Paul's on the move too like that way you get a score scoring point guard and like a big guy that can play defense and kind of facilitate the ball or get the Lakers involved also Lakers could be involved in some way or way shape or form that's that's for sure um I don't know it was like it was, it was kind of just a thought for shits and giggles the multi-team trades have always kind of confused me like they may like when i look at they them, they confuse the hell out of me but damn it are they entertaining like i gotta i have to see a visual of it like <laughs> right like the nets trade this piece this piece and get this piece this piece uh the knicks trade these pieces and get these pieces and then like the suns do this that like like i have to visualize it i have like, to see it i need to see a whole ass chart of what of of what is going on, or I'll miss something. I I need size. I need I need their heights, their weight, their body mass index, their social security numbers. I need it all, or I don't understand it. I wonder what LeBron's credit score is. It's got to be perfect. It has to be because he he's can... got he. There's no way. Either that, or he just doesn't have a credit score because he pays for everything in fucking cash. He's got the bread. He can just buy everything in, in full. He doesn't have to like have a credit score. He is a billionaire. He is a billionaire. He could just buy everything in, in, in whole. I would love to have... Google his credit score. I'm just kidding. You're not going to find it. What is LeBron James' credit score? <laughs> I'm just so curious now at this point. Like, what's going to pop up? You gotta think. It's gotta be perfect. Um, it's got a five thirty credit score. Uh, first article is LeBron feels he doesn't get enough credit for his scoring prowess. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, either that or he actually has a really terrible credit score because he has so much taken out in loans, like all the business ventures that he has and stuff. He probably has his own LLC though. Yeah. Huh. It's probably pretty good. Dude, he signed a $100 million shoe contract when he got out of high school. Ain't no way he took out a loan for anything. Speaking of shoe contracts, I saw something about Allen Iverson. Do you ever read the details about his shoe contract? His his contract is up there with Bobby Bolinas. He's going to be he's set for life, dude. He gets like, like $800,000 a year up until he's like a certain age. Yep. And then he gets paid out like fifteen million dollars or some shit like that, mm-hmm. and that's from the shoe deal alone. Yeah, isn't that crazy? From Reebok, that's isn't insane. It, isn't that nuts? Well, I'd like to uh, kind of pivot over to the MLB. What do you think? I'm with it, man. I mean, I mean, really, we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only: the motherfucking Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles are back, baby, dude. They are 
quite possibly the hottest team in baseball. Second. I'll, I'll, I'll say second at this point now. I said quite possibly. Yeah. So I, I you could have made the argument that they were quite possibly the um the hottest team in baseball, but Seattle has won 11 straight games. The Orioles have won 10. 10 exactly. Um, but we just got done with the two-game tilt against the Chicago Cubs in which we swept them for our third straight series sweep. Start Who, who did it start with? Uh, the Rangers. Two against the Rangers. Well, so we won against the Twins. Yeah, we Then did. it was a two-game sweep against the uh, the Rangers. Then it was four against the Angels. It had to have been three. Three against the Rangers. Because one, two, three, four, that's ten. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So we won one game against the Twins, swept a three-game series against the Rangers, a four-game series against the Angels, and a two-game series against the Cubs. There it is. That's what it was. Um, so the Orioles are actually above 500. They are 45 and 44. Um, they are currently holding the eighth place in the American League. Um, and... And six teams go to the um, go to the playoffs in in both leagues now. So currently, Tampa Bay Rays hold a two and a half game lead over. If my computer wants to work, what are you? What are you doing? No, scroll, scroll. No, you're doing it wrong. Nope, scroll over. Nope, other way. What do you? What do we do? It. Okay, my computer just broke. Doesn't want to work. Jesus Christ. Tampa Bay Rays. Hold a two and a half game lead over the Seattle Mariners for the top spot in the wild card, and Seattle holds a uh, a one game lead over the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox for um, the final spots there. So only one of those teams can go between Toronto and Boston, and the Orioles are only one and a half games behind them. Yeah, so I mean it's I mean it's it's really fun times a really fun time to be an Orioles fan now because I mean we've waited for so long to see this team like succeed. We yeah, we've been rebuilding for a while. I mean they blew it up just a few years ago. I mean they traded Adam Jones, they traded Jonathan Scope, they, they traded let, away Zach Britton. They let AJ walk. He, okay, he was free agent. But it, I mean it all it all started with Manny Machado. Manny Machado, Zach Britton, yeah. Kevin Gaussman, I'm like I said, Jonathan Scope. Um, Darren O'Day, Darren O'Day. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we had them moving pieces left and right just because. I mean, even Jonathan Villar. Yeah, I mean, th- there was a point where I was. I mean, I'm an Orioles fan. I looked at the team. I'm like, I don't know who yeah, the I don't, hell I don't, is on the team anymore. Single, I, I don't recognize a single name. Um, brought in Brandon Hyde, uh-huh. the manager. Brought in uh, Mike Elias, who could be in the running for GM of the year. Yeah. At this point now. Um I mean the Orioles are on another planet right now. Cause they're finding gritty ways to win. Yeah, every everybody's doing the dirty work. They, people are bunting. I mean, uh Mateo has uh he's second in the MLB in stolen bases at twenty two. And said is not far behind him either. Cedric Mullins is at eighteen. Right. I mean, the league leader in stolen bases at 28, which is kind of absurd to think about. But right. Jorge Mateo is at 22. Yeah, so, I mean, like, the Orioles are playing really, really good baseball right now. They start off, they, they, they're they playing against Tampa Bay tonight. Yep. Uh, Tyler Wells is on the bump. 
Um, he's having a pretty good year so far. He's seven to four. Um, their starter is not. Their starter has literally thrown two and a half pitches all season. Um, How do you throw a half pitch? Beyond me. So, um, I think his name is Luis Patino. Um, who is the starting pitcher tonight for the Rays, who currently owns a 13 and a half, 13.5 ERA with 0.2 innings pitched. He had to have been a reliever, and they're like, fuck, we got to start him. Um, let me see. Oh, it says he's a starting pitcher. Yeah. What in the world? Oh, my God. Okay. Game started. Okay, he started against Oakland on 4-11, April 11th. He pitched two-thirds of an inning, like you said. Oh, he gave up one hit, one run, and one earned run. So one he, earned so run. So he gave up a dinger. Yeah. But it says he's 0-1. And they lost 13-2. to This just told me that they won 13-2. to Yes, Oakland, I have them losing 13-2. to Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe I just had my information wrong. But, um... but anyway, so... Yeah, so, he only threw 13 pitches. Yeah, he probably just got bombarded. Oh, excuse me. That was not good. Let's see. Uh, total batters faced three. Uh, yeah, he only threw 13 pitches. Um, he had two fly balls, one ground ball. I mean, so 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 really, what's hap- what's really helping the Orioles climb back into the, especially the division race? I mean, uh, we're we're kind of out of it in order to win the division now at this point. Yeah, the Yankees are still the best team in baseball. Yeah, by far. Um, what's what's really helping us out is the teams ahead of us. Tampa Bay, they're on a four game winning streak, but and over the last ten games, they're six and four. Boston, over their last ten games, they're two and eight. Toronto over the their last ten games, they're three and seven. So I mean, the teams ahead of us, they're losing games and we're winning games. So I mean, anytime anytime you do that, it really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're not relying on long ball this year. We're literally we're literally just playing just singles, doubles. I, I sound fundamental baseball. Sound fundamental baseball. Small like. I, Yes, the long ball does win games, but the small ball is what actually wins the games. Do right. you remember? It was probably like eight years ago at this point. The Kansas City Royals. That's how they won the World Series. That was a that was a, not dirty like in like a. It was it was, like it, was, it, was a, it was a gritty team. It was a dirty gritty team. Like they right. bunted, they stole bases, they they directionally hit, they always hit behind the runner. They you know just little bloopers, hard hound, hard ground balls to the outfield, like. Maybe a double here and there. Like it was, it was sound, fundamental baseball. See, I alluded to Mike Elias possibly being the GM of the year. Did um, you look up like Vegas odds for it or something? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going that far into it. But really, what's really, what's really helping out the Orioles is their bullpen. Okay. Their bullpen is rated as one of the best in the league. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're pitching very well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Orioles' lone, um, lone All Star is the closer, Jorge Lopez. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was watching. I think I was watching the game to get us to eight wins. Okay. Last Sunday. Uh huh. 
Um, hence why my jersey is out on the chair behind you. I was wondering why that was there, but I wasn't going to ask. Yeah. Because um, I was getting festive. Okay. So, during the, um, during the game, they showed a graphic of everybody who was in the bullpen. Okay. Everybody besides one player was a free agent acquisition. Or we claimed off waivers. Wow. And everybody besides three and and two two players two players were traded for. Okay. Only person coming out of the bullpen. On, there's only one person coming out of the bullpen that was drafted. Is that Bradish? I don't think so. If I saw it, if I saw the name, I'd I'd recognize it. Lyles, Wells, Zimmerman. Uh. Uh-uh. I think it's Brucey. Brucey. I think it's Bruce Zimmerman. I think. Vicky is the only one that we that we drafted. Hmm. Dylan Tate, maybe? I think we traded Dylan Tate. I don't know, I could be wrong. But um But all these guys who are coming out of the bullpen, like, they're all cast offs. Dude, fucking Felix Batista, you know he started last hit last year. Yeah. Do you know where he was? No. Do you know where he ended? No. He had the same spot. A ball. Really? This dude comes in now, just throws nothing but like 98 to 101 mile an hour fastballs. He has no command. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might he hit has, you in the head. He, he might throw it right no down the pipe. no command. But, yeah. Dude, dude, dude started an A ball last year. Yeah, he, like I said, he throws nothing but fastballs, 98 to 101 miles an hour. Right. Like I said, he might hit you in the head. He might throw it right down the middle. You don't know. You, kind of the beauty of it. You, 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 you just never know. But I mean, I mean, what's really helping us out is on a whole, and and it's it's never it's never been this good for for a while, for a while for us as a, as a as a ball club. We're giving up three point nine runs a game. Yeah, that's not bad from <clears throat> from as long as excuse me as long as I can remember. Pitching has always been the Orioles' one and only weakness. Yeah. We've always had a pretty good offensive team. But our pitchers just, for heaven's sakes, could not pitch to save their lives. I mean, Kevin Galsman, when he was with us, couldn't pitch to save his life. He'd give you, like, three quality starts a year. Dude, Jake Arietta couldn't pitch when we had him. Arietta couldn't pitch. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure he won a uh, Cy Young with the he Cubs. Did. He did. And now Kevin Galsman, I think Kevin Galsman won a Cy Young last year with the Giants. Yeah, and he's, I think he's in contention, in contention now for, what, the Phillies? I think he's on the Phillies? Uh, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah. Dickhead went to a rival. Yeah, he's 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 in contention with the Blues. He's not he's not gonna win because um, McClanahan for the Rays is running away with it. Yeah, and, Ver, and Verlander's not far behind him. Luckily, we don't have to play McClanahan this weekend. Yeah, that's which, fair. Which is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I mean, pitching's always been always really been the big thing that we've been missing, and it's starting pitching. Yeah, we've never had a problem with with relief pitching. It's just all it's just always been starting. So. My question for you now is, do you think the Orioles try to make any moves? Of course, trade in line is here at the end of the month. Yep. We're heading into All-Star Weekend. Your team's on a 10-game heater. You're close to contending. Yep. Not, not being competitive. Contending. You're close to contending. Yeah. It's sneaking up on us quicker. I said I don't see us competing for another two years. That's in, like I don't see us not this year, not next year, but the year after. 
It's sneaking up on us faster. It might very well fucking be next year. Because it might be this year. We're competing now. Yeah. We could be contending next year. Right. I've said it. We're, we're uh, Grayson Rodriguez. D.O. Hall. D.O. Hall. And uh, uh, Henderson. Gunnar Henderson. And Gunnar Henderson away. Maybe maybe a, a, a one other offensive piece in the infield. And probably another starting pitcher. <sighs> yes. Can I tell you who I think we go after? Who's that? Frankie Montes. Okay. Pitcher from pitcher from Oakland. He had he had a really he had a really good year two years ago. Last year wasn't great. I don't know how he's doing this year, but Oakland is a team that is far away from contending. Mm-hmm. I think if we say okay, how about I I don't know how well it works out, but we'll give you a player who you have control over for a while. Uh huh. Give them Santander, who they would have contractional, um, who they would have control over for another four years. Get rid of his deal, get rid of Frankie Montes off your books, take his Santander. It works out. Yeah, I mean, we we need a little bit of pitching help. Um, right. I think a little bit, like I said, a little bit of offense help on the infield. Um, because our outfield just produces the hell out of out of some offense. But then again, if you think about it, once John Means once John Means is back, you have John Means who we know everybody who we know what John Means can do. Yeah, we've seen John Means at his best. Threw a no hitter, almost threw a fucking perfect game. He was one walk away from a from a perfect game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a drop third strike. You may be right. He was a drop third strike away from a perfect game. God bless. Um. Grayson Rodriguez is supposed to be the next pitching sensation, mm-hmm. which I genuinely believe. Yeah. He would be up here right now if he did not get hurt. Yep. D.L. Hall is supposed to be a very, very quality starting pitcher. He'll be here next year. Yeah. If you have three guys who you can rely on to give you at least five, six innings, which is all you need nowadays. Yeah. You don't need guys to go nine innings. If they can, great. It, it, like, if they go five... You're happy. You're like, all right, we got a quality start. Good. They go six. You're over the fucking moon. Right. Because then, because then you can kind of save a little bullpen. Exactly. Right. They go five. You're like, all right, cool. You know what? We're in the game. Right. Depending on his pitch count, as long as he's still like, as long as it's not like third time through the lineup, and now they're starting to pick up on him. So you just got to be, you got to, you know, kind of take that into account as well. But yeah, I mean, I think the Orioles could potentially be be looking it would have to be the right person for the right price obviously because i think we're kind of we're okay where we're at like yeah like the team is bought like everybody is bought in on what's going on right now like calling up adley rutschman for like it, not that rutschman has played like over the moon L- well it's out yeah but he's not playing bad for some reason it's made the world of a difference yeah, maybe it's just his youthful energy. Maybe it like I mean, you watch him after the innings. He, like, dude's always like going up and greeting his pitcher. Like, hey, good shit, man. Like, you know, he's got energy. Uh, he is hitting the ball pretty well for, especially for a rookie. I don't know what it is, but him since he's been called up, the team's been playing really well. Yeah, I mean, um, Adley Rushman, He's he's more so of an offensive catcher than he is a defensive catcher. Um, but do he's smart. He knows that he, he knows how to call a fucking game. Yeah. I mean I mean that's clearly fucking evident because we haven't lost one in over fucking two weeks. Right. 
Um, so, I mean, he, he knows how to call a game. I just think it's... I think this is just the fucking beginning. I yeah, I mean we could we could ramble off another two or three out of this next series. I think if we win two out of three, I'm I know I'm at least happy. I don't care if we lose tonight. We win the next two. I'm happy. Right. I'll be honest with you. The win streak's nice, it's great, it's good to talk about, but I mean, even if we lose tonight, come back and win the next two, we take two out of three over a division rival who we're fighting with for a wild card spot, I'm fucking ecstatic. Who I wanna say so they're they're second in the division, right? Yes, they're Tampa. third in they're third in the AL. I mean, granted, they're thirteen That's games wrong. back. <laughs> that is wrong. What do you mean? Like wrong, as in how is that so just so fucking dumb? New New York is obviously number one, the best team in baseball. Astros are second, and they're and they're fucking third. And they're uh, the Astros are three and a half games behind the Yankees in second place, which I didn't realize that until now. <laughs> Did not until I pulled it up earlier. Yeah. And then, like I said, Tampa Bay is thirteen games behind the Yankees in third place. Like to put into perspective, like the Astros right now, if they went, if they played in the NL, they'd be tied for the number one team in the AL. In the NL. NL yeah. yeah. They'd be tied with the Dodgers for the best team in the NL. Like, that's how much better <laughs> the Yankees have been than everybody else. What the fuck? <laughs> you know they're giving the Orioles a 2% chance of making the playoffs? All right, guys, come on. You put a, I put a little bit of respect on our name. Christ. 2% chance. It's hurtful. It is the... Fifth highest in the American League, which is crazy. Terrible. It, it's like it, it. It blows my mind. Texas, who is forty-one and forty-six, who we just swept, has an eight percent chance of making the playoffs. That seems just not reasonable. That just seems off-putting. <laughs> it does. Yeah, I don't know. I think. Um... Also, I don't know how this pans out. They're giving everybody else in the West. Apparently, I started a workout. Nice, dude. What are you working out? Uh, let's see here. Apparently, I did a five-minute walking workout. <laughs> Interesting. Dude, way to get your cardio in today, buddy. I'm I, proud I, of you. Yeah, I try my best, dude. You got, you got to squeeze it in when you can. Anyway, so they're giving Seattle, Texas, Angels, and Oakland a 0% chance to win their division. Yeah. They're saying Houston has a 99.4% chance of winning the division. That's a higher percentage than the Yankees. Yep. That's insane. And the Yankees are on pace to win 104 games. <laughs> which dropped off since they were on pace to... I think they are on pace for 112 last week. I, still, anytime you win over 100 baseball games, you're happy. Oh, hell yeah. Also, the current projections that are going for us right now. They have the Orioles winning 74 and a half games. Damn. They don't have us at 500? Or uh, I don't I don't know if I believe that. Nope. I think we could fuck around and be 500 this year. I mean, dude, I mean, dude, we're we're, we're we're playing really really good ball, you know. I mean, we're cutting the run differential down in half, damn near. Yeah, we're I mean, we're we're minus 6. Yeah, we're mi- minus six now at this point. 
We're playing good at home. We got to pick it up on the road. That's the only thing. Yeah, I mean, we're we're eight games uh, positive. We're twenty five and seventeen at home, twenty and twenty seven on the road. So we clearly haven't traveled well yet this year, but we are playing very good baseball now. So maybe that picks up. I mean, we did we did just beat the Cubs twice at home, or the Cubs were at home. The Cubs aren't great though. Well, they're still a baseball team. Like the Cubs are thirty four and fifty five. They're tied. They're tied with the Reds for last place in in the in their division. They're still in the MLB. Well, that's a very good point. But right now, if the season if the season ended right now, there's only two teams that are finishing lower than they are. God bless. It's the Nats in Oakland. Oh. I mean, they're one of the four worst teams in the bigs. Well, you got to get them while they're there. I don't know. So, again, so circling back around to it. So the Orioles are in a really, really tough position now because they're kind of caught in the middle ground where they can still be adding young pieces. Yeah. But if we think we're almost there, adding some veteran, adding some veteran players might not be a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, I was curious... If we go all in this season, that means, well, I mean, I know Grayson Rodriguez is hurt. Um, do we know, what did, he, what did he injure? I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Shoulder. Shoulder. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, like, maybe it's one of those things where maybe Grayson Rodriguez makes his way up. He's done for the year. Like I said, I, I wasn't sure what his yeah. injury was. Yeah. I knew he was injured. Mm-hmm. wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, it, 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 it's putting him down for the, for the season. You know, maybe it's a. I was thinking maybe maybe he makes his way up. Maybe some of the other prospects make their way up. Maybe we we get a little active at the trade deadline. It's kind of one of the things. It's like, hey, do we just keep rocking with what we're rocking with now, or do we go all in? Because we're right there. We're on. We're on the cusp of it. Yeah. Smell it. Yeah. Smells pretty good. <sighs> well, I wish you didn't say it that way, but okay. Um, I don't know how else you want me to say that. Uh, I don't. I, I, to be honest, I don't fucking know. Okay. Well, make up your mind before you make up my mind. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Orioles are they're they're in a real tough middle ground because, of course, you want to keep doing what you can do in order to, in order to compete. But then again, I don't want to jump in the gun. I really don't. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think ultimately we just rock with what we got. That's what that's what I think we will do. I think the only piece that maybe makes their way off the roster is Anthony Santander. Mm. I kind of hope he doesn't. I like Santander. That's my dog. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like it. It really just depends on what we can get for him. Mancini's not going anywhere. Uh-uh. Mountcastle's not going anywhere. Sachka Mullins isn't going anywhere. Um, <laughs> we're just not moving any pieces. If the price is right, we will. Mike Elias is not that dumb. He know, he knows we're close, but I but he and everybody else in MLB knows we're not winning the World Series this year. No. But if you give us more, if you're if you're willing to give us more prospects, because we we we've, we've proven that we can do it with the farm. You got to give us close prospects. <sighs> yeah, because now in hindsight, the whole Manny Machado trade didn't work out. Exactly. You got to get. You got to give us close prospects because, like, like we we're just talking about, we're not far from it. Uh, uh-uh. we don't have we don't have time for single A ball players to pitch three years in the in the farm system to work their way up. 
we're we're not we're not on a on a rush timetable, but no. we're on a little bit of a timetable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, the, the good thing is that all this young talent we have it for so long now at this point. Right. So you know, so it it works out for us really really well. But like you said, I mean. Oriole fans and and I, I and I think the front office knows this as well. We can only be so patient. Yeah, at some point the rebuild has to stop. Right, right. You can't just constantly rebuild. I mean, I mean, Orioles fans have been very, very patient. Yes, it's been it's been a rough few years. It ha- it, it has. They've been very patient. We have waited it out. We knew it was coming. It's here now. Just don't do something to fuck it up. Yeah, I think trading someone like Trey Mancini or Cedric Mullins or Ryan Mountcastle, like, honestly, I think those are the three most productive players on the team. I think Trey Mancini, you could trade him and weather the storm. I think you could. As good as he is for the locker room, and as much as I would love to keep him on on the team, I feel like he would be the only player who we're willing to part with that we could get a good enough haul. Um, that would make it worth it for us. See the thing, like it. If we're trading anybody, it has to be for somebody that's making an immediate impact. Or is impacting the team within a year or two, and that's it. And if we're if we're gonna get a prospect that's close, I think Trey is the only guy who can do that. Yeah. I don't know. See, I mean, I I, w- I wouldn't be mad if it was like a package, like if it was if it was like Trey Mancini and Anthony Santander for like plug and play pieces right now. Or, like, some younger pieces for next season. I don't even really know if I would want plug-and-play pieces, in all honesty. Or, like, maybe pieces for next year. Like, like hey, I, who like who has a second-best farm system in baseball? I know we have the best. I couldn't tell you. Let me see. But I also do want to point out that the Orioles are doing this with the cheapest payroll in the MLB, like the Orioles are above 500, paying the entire team less than Max Scherzer's contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The entire team. You are not wrong. Okay, let me see here. Seattle's two. This was as of when? March 31st of this year. Okay. So. So maybe Trey Mancini and Anthony Santander make their way out to Seattle for... But, of course, that was all... I mean, they had... I don't think they have any of these guys still in the minors. They don't now, no. Douches. Their best player left in the minors is... Um, Novi Marte. But he's A-plus. I don't know then. He's a shortstop. But then again, you would also have to tra- you'd ha- also have to trade these guys to teams that are going to be contending now too. 
because a suck ass team with a good farm system is not going to want to take on more players. Yeah, because they're I mean they're working on a rebuild too. Right, right. So, I mean, realistically, there's really nobody who who would, you would even find a, a dancing partner with in order to make this in order to make everything happen how we want it to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, also give also given what we need. I mean, you have a team like. The Mets, their best prospect is Francisco Alvarez, but he's a catcher. Um, Riley Green's already at the big, so it doesn't matter. Corbin Carroll plays for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks suck too. <laughs> um, Gabriel Moreno plays for the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. He's a catcher. Who else do the Blue Jays have as, as prospects? Is it, can, can you tell? With what you're looking at now, uh, I can let me let me because I I, ha- I have something in mind here. Narrow it by team. What do you have in mind? Tell me. A trade with Toronto. Huh. Santander. Trey Mancini. Four. Bobachet. And some and some prospects. You're high. Some top prospects. You're high. Why? <laughs> Dude, that wouldn't happen. Come on now. There is a guy here, Otto Lopez. I don't know where he falls in the top 100, but he plays. You looking at them now? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to see who's in the top 100 uh, prospects. Otto Lopez, O T T O. Um, he's a Triple A. I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see. We're doing a real deep dive right now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. This is a lot deeper than I expected it to be. I don't even. I don't even think he's in the top one hundred. <laughs> he's not. I was. I was gonna make a joke there. I decided to hold back. Say it. Who cares? Uh, I. I said this is a lot deeper than I expected it to be. I was gonna. Be, that's what she said. Yeah. Well. <laughs> If I, if I had a fucking nickel. <laughs> How many nickels did you have? One. <laughs> <laughs> it was said once it didn't need to get brought up again. I said it, I meant it. I said it, I meant it. Huh. What if we made a trade with the Cardinals for their third base prospect, Jordan Walker? Number seven. Because we got Gunnar Henderson. <clears throat> He's a shortstop slash third base. Is he a pitcher? Jordan Walker's third base. I think we would need to take a pitcher, man. Well, I mean, the best pitching prospect because is I, Grayson Rodriguez. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm aware of and that. The second one is Daniel Espino. From the Cleveland Guardians. That's real. I mean, pitching is really all the Orioles need now at this point because their their prospects go as follows: pitcher. This is this is an order from best to. I'll just I'll just go through their top ten. Okay. Pitcher, shortstop, third base, outfielder, left-handed pitcher, shortstop, third base, outfield, outfield, second base, infield. 
So I mean, we we only we only have one prospect or two prospects in our top ten. Yeah, um, that are pitchers. Five. Name a team that's competing that you six, think we could get a deal done seven, with. Seven, eight, and we have nine pitchers in our top thirty. Honestly, no one. We're not gonna, we're we're not going to do a deal with anyone. I just don't see it. Yeah, there's not a lot going on here. I would li- I would like us to, but the problem is is that there are other teams. Dude, Kansas City's about to do a fire sale. True. They're say- they're saying Ben Intendi's going to go to the Met- could go to the Mets. Andrew Benintendi's an all-star. True. He said he said he doesn't he doesn't want to play for the Yankees. Or, or he's not going to go to the Yankees. But I mean this is the thing. This is the thing also. Go, going off of our top ten prospects, they're ET they're it, it, MLB.com. Um I mean, this is this this is where this is where we're getting where at least I'm getting my information from. I don't know if you're doing the same thing or not. Yeah, I'm on okay. MLB. Um, so if you, if you guys want to go ahead, go on here and take a look at it, maybe you guys see something that we don't. If you want to let us know, by all means, we'll, 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 we'll I mean, I'll entertain anything, anything, anything that definitely help the Orioles out. Um, maybe you guys have another perspective on it and you want to provide us what you think. Um, but we have two, three, three players who ETA is 2022. Okay. That was great. That's Grayson, D.L. Hall, and Kyle Stowers. Oh. One, two, three. Four players from 2023. That's Gunnar Henderson, Colton Kowser, Jordan Westberg, and Cesar Preto, an infielder. And then we have. Kobe Mayo, Heston Kirchdad, and Connor Norby. Mm. They're all listed as being ready for 2024. So all of our top 10 prospects are going to be up in the next two years. I, per- I personally just don't see us doing, making, a, making a move. Ju- ju- just because our farm is so loaded. I mean, I mean, Grayson Rodriguez are saying it's going to be the next pitching sensation. Gunnar Henderson is, has star potential. Colton Cowser is going to be a hell of a bat in the outfield. And Deal Hall is not going to be a slouch either, a pitcher. No. That's one guy that people don't talk about a lot. Everybody says, oh, Grayson, 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 Grayson. Well, I mean, he's, he's a big man on campus. Right. But, dude, Deal Hall is a, a dog. He's a hell of a pitcher. Yeah, I agree. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at something here. I personally, I just do not see the Orioles making a deal. I mean, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't see it happening. That I mean, that that's just me. You know who does have a a, a little bit of an enticing um system though mm-hmm. is the Astros. Hunter Brown, right-handed pitcher, ETA, twenty twenty-two. Pedro Leon, shortstop, outfield, twenty twenty-three. They also have Forrest Whitley. Right-handed pitcher, twenty twenty-three. That's just—I mean—that's just three of their top five prospects. Force Whitley, six foot fucking seven. <laughs> <laughs> the t- 
tall bastard. God damn it. And I mean, they also have some other right-handed pitchers. Uh, Peter Solomon. You know what we Sean, should do? Sean Dubin. Here's, Dubin, here's what we're going to do. Dubsky. We're going to trade Nick Boyle for Forrest Whitley. Seems fair to me. <laughs> He's got to be able to do something for us. Oh, he has to. Six, seven? That's a tall fuck. It is a tall fuck. Like, heavens to Bessie. <laughs> Alright. I, I, think we've, I think we've touched on the MLB enough. Good we've googly moogly. We, we dove into a lot of different shit there. What do you say? God damn it, Bobby. I keep that thing on me. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what do you say we dive into the NFL here? A little bit. Okay. Okay, because this is going to take a while. I'm already at an hour and a half. I know. You're going to drive soon, dude. Yes. Yes, I do. So, um, in quick news, the Pittsburgh Steelers have a uh, new name for the stadium. They have, they are no longer Heinz Field. Are you going to make me pronounce it? And they have a new, uh, I guess, a sponsor. Yeah, this is good. Accusure, Accusure Stadium. For people that don't know what Accusure is, because I know damn well, I had no idea. Neither do the people of Pittsburgh. <laughs> they are a um insurance company out of Michigan. I can insure you. Pittsburgh people are pissed. Yep, <laughs> they're pissed. See, see, see. The problem is, is that so doing a little bit of a deep dive, Heinz Ketchup. Paid the Pittsburgh Steelers $2.85 million a year to have their name put on the stadium. To own the, to own the naming rights of the stadium. Yep. Every, every team has it. Every, every team has it. Heinz Ketchup is based in Pittsburgh. It works out very, very well. Local company. Makes sense. Work, makes sense. Exactly. AccuSure, I'll say it again is an insurance brokerage firm based in Michigan. Well, Michigan. AccuSure is for sure not going to be the, uh, the, the title for uh, the Detroit Lions. No. It's going to be Ford. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be Ford. Always has been. As, always will be. As long as the Ford family owns the Lions, which I don't see that changing anytime soon because I'm pretty sure that woman is a fucking zombie at this point who owns a team. Well, they also have enough money to buy the world twice. It's an exaggeration, but... I know. Elon Musk does. Was he on Twitter yet? Yes. Okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he owns Twitter. Okay. Elon Musk sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> the official podcast of Tesla. Okay, this is like this is like really off topic. Do you think if somebody like asked Focus Jim, focus, <laughs> focus Jim. It, do you think if if we DM Elon Musk and just ask him for five million dollars to help us get this shit off the ground? Like as an investment. That means we gotta pay it back. No, I'm not doing that. I can't take out a five million dollar loan. Just wait till we make it big. Dude, he's worth $268 billion. I know that's the exact number because I was on Forbes looking to see where LeBron ranked <laughs> among everybody in the world. $268 billion. If he gave us five, I don't think he would care. 
Hey, Elon, can we have like $50,000? Or just give us each a Tesla. Just give us a Tesla. Just give me a Tesla. Gas prices are high, man. I need it. Just help me out. Just sponsor us. Sponsor us. That's all you got to do. Send us a Tesla. Sponsor us. Yeah. That's all we're asking for. I don't think we're asking for too much. I don't think we are either. Focus, focus, focus. <laughs> I can't. Focus here. Sound like someone just fell on the steps. Fell down or fell up? Yes. All right. Um, and then uh, in, in other news, because uh, the well, Steelers, whatever, don't care. Right, right. Well, well oh. Ak- AccuSure is paying the Steelers $10 million a year for the, na- for the naming rights to the stadium. <laughs> Makes sense for the Steelers. The fans are pissed. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, fans are pissed. Um, so in other news, Michigan. 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 Um, there was a recent um, poll done by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler where he asked a number, maybe 50, might have been more, might have been less, I don't know, somewhere in that realm. Um, executives, coaches, and a few current players who the top 10 quarterbacks are in the NFL. Now, unfortunately, I don't subscribe to ESPN Plus because I'm not paying for that. Um, that seems ridiculous. Um, but I can tell you that in the nine spot, it was Deshaun Watson. Ten was Dak Prescott. And 11 was our very own Lamar Jackson. And... It's been talked about a lot in the media. It's going to be talked about today. Former player and Pittsburgh Steeler. You heard me correctly. Ryan Clark went to bat and defended Lamar Jackson. Be- be- before, before you say what Ryan Clark said, um, I will say Ryan Clark has always been a really, really big defender of the Ravens. Always has. He really has. Yeah. Just because he like he 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 can appreciate the team for what we are. So the thing the, the thing with the the Ravens and Steelers um rivalry is there's always been respect, mm-hmm. right? Like, like yes, it, like they don't Ex- like ex- each other. Except for when Sergio Kindle didn't help that one dude up on the punt on a punt return. Do you remember that shit? No, I do not. Dude from the Steelers held his hand out, and Sergio Kindle put his hand down and then pulled it away real quick and walked away. <laughs> I remember that vividly. Anyway, continue. That was cool. Yeah. So it, there's always been respect between the two. Like, yes, we hate each other. Once the game's over, it's like, it's it's always respectful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one thing that the Bengals have never had in the division is they want to be everybody's rival, but it's there's no respect. Like, the Ravens and Steelers have mutual respect. <clears throat> there was never, there was never like that for the Bengals. But Ryan Clark took to Twitter and said, people might say I'm capping for Lamar, but to me, it's common sense. Any other QB with his impact, his success, his overall statistics would be worshipped, yet we are discussing why he isn't even in the top 10 quarterbacks. The three other former MVPs are in the top four. Guess I'm dumb, though. So... (laughs) I think it's absolutely wild because I've been watching like some get up and like ESPN and everything like that. And they always discuss Lamar versus Dak Prescott. Like, oh, like you can make a case for Dak Prescott not being in the top 10. Lamar's being in the top 10, blah, 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 blah. Deshaun Watson hasn't played fucking football in the year and yet he makes a top 10 quarterback. Get out of here. Get out of here. Lamar, 
make a case, Lamar at nine, Dak Prescott at ten, Deshaun Watson not in the top ten. I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson uh, torched the shit out of Deshaun Watson the one time that they played each other, too. Uh, he did, yeah. We beat the living brakes off of him. Yeah. I remember. I was getting off the plane from New Orleans, um, and I checked the score, and we were winning, like, fucking 42 to 10. I'm like, whoa. What happened mm-hmm. here? Yeah, we, I mean, we absolutely beat the brakes off of him. But, uh, I mean, we could go on and on and on and on and on about Lamar Jackson. Um, and I, I want to say... Uh, I don't think Kyler Murray was on the list. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I genuinely don't think Kyler Murray ended up making the list. Like I said, I can't find it. I don't know why, but I cannot find it. Like, I, I I've, I've looked darn near so everywhere. Who would have been? Who would have been on the list? Um, yeah, beyond me. Like I said, I, I, I can't find a picture of it anywhere. Um, that would that, that would mean they would have had to have included Derek Carr. No, on the Derek Carr did not make it. Well, three of the four quarterbacks in the AFC East, AFC West made it. Guarantee you, Joe Burrow made it. Mahomes made it. Or I just said Mahomes. Brady made it. Aaron Rodgers made it. Josh Allen made it. Probably Stafford did too. Who am I missing? Um, one quarterback. I don't know who. Aaron Rodgers at one, Patrick Mahomes at two. Oh, you found it. Josh Allen at three, Tom Brady at four, Joe Burrow at five. Foul. Matt Stafford at six. Foul. Justin Herbert at seven. Russ That's at, foul. Russ at eight, Deshaun at nine, and Dak Prescott at ten. That is the worst list of top ten quarterbacks I've ever seen in my life. That is an executive, coaches, and players vote top ten. That's atrocious. That's terrible. Derek Carr's not in there. Kyler Murray isn't in there. Lamar Jackson isn't in there. Joe Burrow's five. Justin Herbert's seven. Yes. God damn. Yeah. Crazy, right? But Deshaun Watson makes nine, and Dak Prescott makes ten. Crazy. Like, like I'm not I'm not trying to to discredit those guys either because I mean I mean when Deshaun Watson was playing, I mean he was a very talented quarterback. And I'm not discrediting Dak Prescott either, because when Dak Prescott's playing, Dak Prescott's a very, very talented quarterback as well. But you're leaving a, you're leaving the MVP from two years ago off the list. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he's not as polished as a passer as a, as those other guys. It's crazy. It's 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 best quarterback, not the best passer. Right. If 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 it was if it was a list about the best passers, I'd give it to you. You leave Lamar off the list because he's not the best passer in the NFL. No. I, cool. Got me. I don't care. Right. Sure. Let, let, it, let it rock. But it's about best quarterbacks. Yeah. What does Dak Prescott do better? I, I can tell you what Dak Prescott does better than Lamar Jackson. So, that, so let, me, let, let me lose football games. So let me backtrack a little bit. What does Dak Prescott do that puts him ahead of Lamar Jackson? What is lacking in Lamar Jackson's game that makes him less of a quarterback than Deshaun Watson? Is it the accuracy? 
Um, I don't know. I'll tell you. If Lamar Jackson got to play with DeAndre Hopkins for his, for the for the first three years of his career, his numbers would look a lot different. Well, I can tell you, Lamar Jackson's thrown for a career of sixty four percent, while Deshaun Watson's at if you round up sixty eight. Who's next? You you want to check Kyler Murray? If you if you, if you gave Lamar Jackson all of Dak Prescott's weapons, he'd be a hell of a lot better too. How about Josh Allen with his sixty two percent completion? Percentage. Well, Josh Allen also threw for fucking thirty negative thirty seven percent his rookie year. <laughs> fifty two. Josh close. Allen's had fifty two. If you round up fifty three, round up fifty nine, sixty nine, nice, and sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> sixty nine, nice. Shout out Zach Wilson. <laughs> Shout out Zach Wilson. That's my guy. Um, but but the thing is, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Josh Allen, they all are in a, what kind of offense? A passing offense. A passing offense. What does Lamar, what, does, what did Lamar get drafted into? Did, it's not like he was a free agent. He's like, hey, I want to go, go play quarterback at that run first offense. Yeah. He got drafted into it. Understand it. Don't get it twisted. Use your brains. It's like... It's like Shaq going to sign with the Golden State Warriors. Why? Why the fuck would Shaq, of all people, <laughs> go sign for, for, the mo- for, for the team that shoots the most threes in NBA history? You're not wrong, man. I mean, look, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be very, very candid with you. There's not a lot of times... Where I hear things slash read things and I get pissed off. This pissed you off. Yeah, it really did. Well, like I said, the thing is, is like you look at Lamar's numbers and I have them up here. His rookie season. He he didn't even play half the games. So his first year as a starter. He threw for over 3,000 yards on 66% per, uh, completion percentage, 36 touchdowns, and six interceptions. Oh, and he won a unanimous MVP. I don't know if that accounts for anything. Let's also not forget that rookie or that first year as a complete starter in 2019. Yeah, he also ran for 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. So, like, uh, is the 4,300 yards and 43 total touchdowns not enough? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't understand why you knock him for something that he does better than your quarterback, dude. I'm, t- dude, you're preaching to the choir. I know I am to you. Yeah, I you're, know. You're, no, I mean, you're, preaching. Just, you're you're preaching to the fucking choir at this point, buddy. What is he marking at? <laughs> this guy really bright in here. Uh oh. Somebody albinos. They really are. There, there's, there's people that moved in across the street and they're really pissing me off because they're taking up all the fucking parking spots. I know, I gotta park up on the side of the fucking road where people... Stupid fucks. God, I hate people so much. I know. Now they're, now they're making Ziggy bark. That makes me angry because now they're upsetting Ziggy. Beat the hell out of them. Let's do it. God, you know, sometimes I just wish there was like a, a, a plague that got rid of half the people on the planet. That would just really, really make me happy. <laughs> It really, really fucking would. Well, we we're kind of on our way out of it, but I don't ask for a lot in this world. I really don't. 
I'm, two two things tops. Stop respecting. Stop disrespecting Lamar Jackson, and just fucking kill off half the population. So I have somewhere to. So my man has somewhere to fucking park. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> maybe maybe fix the fucking parking lot over by the food line where the Planet Fitness is in Westminster. Those of you fucking Westminster natives, you know how atrocious that that fucking parking lot is. I'm just go, I'm I'm just going off on a rant now. I really this am. turned into a to a therapy session for you. I still can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> That's what's going on inside of your brain right now. Ma, the meatloaf! Ma, the meatloaf! Fuck! (laughs) I think at this point, the only thing we're missing on this episode is a fart into the mic. Oh my god. (laughs) If you you do, I'm signing it off right now. I swear to god I am. This is going to become the Holman Sports Lab real quick. It it will. You you know what? If you if you if you let one rip right in the mic right now, you know who I'm gonna call for a sponsorship. Depends. <laughs> dude wipes. Depends. Dude wipes the whole whole fuck nine. I'll get you a butler just to wipe your own ass. That's a gift for me to you, pal. That's lit. I'm in. Oh, let's get sponsored by a fucking bidet company. How about that? <laughs> Score your butthole. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I hear it actually like cleans your butt a lot better than than you do. Cleans your butt a lot better than I do. <laughs> it has to. Yeah, that's facts. No, I'm saying like like bidet like if you used a bidet, that bidet is gonna clean your butt better than you clean your own butt. Uh, it doesn't. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm bothered that we're talking about this after we just got done talking about Lamar Jackson, but you know, fuck it. Well, it's because the executives that made this lesser butt. I said what I said. We are the executives, you fuck. We are farmers. Farmers insurance. Sponsor us. You know what? All right. Buy our field. <laughs> Sponsor our stadium. <laughs> yeah. You know what? My, 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 my girlfriend told me that I am, I'm like the living embodiment. I think you are too. Dude, if, 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 if there was an example of a human golden retriever, I think we're it. <laughs> it's still Rob Gronkowski. Oh, fuck. It's still Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I don't know why you keep forgetting it. I always have to remind you, but it's Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. I, w- I said my girlfriend's a husky because she sheds like one in the summer. I could be losing hair. Why do you say it like that? <sighs> How else was I supposed to say it? I don't fucking know. All right, then. Glad we established that. You know what, you, you, you know, you know what we should do? You know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it on the mic now. Say it. We should, just, we should start a second podcast. Where we literally just do this. Just rant? About randomness. I was really going to take up our Fridays. Yeah. I mean, we, we spent almost two hours on this. And we haven't even, we haven't even predicted <laughs> the team schedules yet. Well, then let's do that, because you boys got to travel. I know. Okay. Yeah, we'll just, we'll, just, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. This week, we're doing the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Carolina Panthers. You good with that? Cool. Yep. Fine with it. Cool. Got it. Give me one second because I'm missing something for Carolina. Carolina. All right, so we'll go ahead and start with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. Um, 
First game of the year, they're on the road to Washington. Uh, we already have Washington winning that one, so we know how that one goes already. Cool. Uh, week number two, uh, as we discussed it last week, until the Indianapolis Colts can prove me otherwise, they're not going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. There it is. So we have Jacksonville going one and one after two weeks, heading into a week three tilt at the Chargers. Loss. Yeah, I would agree. I the fact I, I was concerned that it took you so long to figure that one figure that one out. <clears throat> yeah, it is what it is. Were you trying to build suspension? Yes. Okay. Uh, week number four, we have them on the road to Philadelphia. We already have Philly winning that one, so. Cool. Take care of that one. Week number five, they are at home for the Houston Texans. They win this one. Yeah, I would agree there. This will help me get two birds stoned real quick. Nice. Um, then we have the next two weeks actually already decided. Um, at Indianapolis and at home against the Giants, we have both of those games being a win for the Jaguars. Okay. Heading into a week eight matchup against Denver which is a uh, neutral site game, I believe, in London. As well as Jacksonville does, Jacksonville does in London, they lose this one. Uh, I, would, I would agree there. Um, I don't know if Russell, Wil- Russell Wilson's ever played in London. That, that can be a, bit, a big difference maker, and this team is very, very accustomed to going there. Maybe not now where they're being so young, but... Yeah, it's not all the same players. Yeah. Um, heading into week number nine, they're going to be at, um, at home for Vegas. Loss. Yeah, I would agree with that one, too. Vegas is going to be a pretty good team this year. Yeah, they are. They got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of weapons, week 10, they're at Kansas City. Lost. This is the game before a bye week. You think they sneak it out? No. I agree. And then this one, we already have decided, too. Um, after the bye week, they are at home for the Baltimore Ravens. So week number Thirteen, they're at Detroit. We already decided that one too. Yes. Did we have to lose to Detroit? Because I think we have Detroit winning that one. Yeah, I'm glad you remember this shit. I, I couldn't tell you why. Um, and then heading into week number fourteen, they're at Tennessee. Did they get back to their winning ways with the game against Tennessee on the road? Yes, because I think at this point Malik Willis is the quarterback. Okay. I'm glad you're coming around. I just think that team is so dumb with Ryan Tannehill and his mediocrity. I, th- I think they are too. Also, what, help- what works for them is, is that after this season, uh, Ryan Tannehill has a zero cap hit. Yeah, he's gone. I've, 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 men- I've mentioned that a time or two before. I'm also very, very big on Malik Willis. You are, and you're not very big on Ryan Tannehill. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in Malik Willis. Uh, heading into week 15, uh, the t- according to Jeremy, Jeremy Fowler, the 10th best quarterback in the NFL is taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And um, we actually had Dallas losing. So we have Jacksonville winning the game. I can see it. Yeah, I can too. Uh, heading into week 16, they're on the road to the Jets. We had the Jets winning. Okay. Taking us to week 17, they're at Houston. Do they sweep the season series against the Texans? I think they do. Okay. I, 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 Davis Mills isn't a bad quarterback. But Trevor Lawrence is better than Davis Mills. But by, Trevor by, Lawrence by is far. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is better than Davis Mills. Yeah. Heading into week 18. At home for Tennessee. I think Tennessee does win this one. Okay. I think now Malik Willis has a few few more games under his belt. He's established. He's established. They're kind of tweaking the offense to fit him more so than Ryan Tannehill. I think Tennessee's also fighting for 
maybe a, a seven seed. All right. If I told you that the Jacksonville Jaguars were seven and ten, would you call me crazy? Because we just decided this together. I think it's realistic for him. I think it is too. I th- I think it has like a realistic ceiling for him. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's absolutely the ceiling. Yeah. I I don't see I don't see any other wins in their future. Yeah. Maybe one additional game. Maybe against Detroit. Or maybe against the Jets. Yeah, but they could also lose two to the Colts. They could. They could also. They could also lose every single game. They also lose both games to the Tennessee as well. Exactly. So I think I think seven and ten is a, is an absolute ceiling for them. Okay. I like it. Um, so now heading over to Carolina. Um, this is at, this actually works out really really well because their first game of the season is at home against Cleveland. We have them winning. I see it. Yeah, Baker gets his revenge. Could you I, imagine he just mollywops that fucking team? Imagine the story of the Cleveland Browns paying Baker Mayfield to beat the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> That's what it is. They're, pay, they're paying him like X amount of money this season. In fact, I think it's like 10 and a half mil. So it comes out to however much a game. That's like, that's like, that's like being employed by a bank to rob another bank. Exactly. Yeah. Um, week number two, they're going to be at the Giants. We have the Giants winning that one. Um, week number three, they're at home for New Orleans. We had New Orleans winning that one. Yeah. Heading into a week four matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Loss. Okay, I would agree. With Baker Mayfield, I think the team's a little bit better, but there are still some games where they're just not going to stand a chance. Yeah. Per- particularly with this stretch of games. Do you, have, do you have their schedule up on your computer? No, I do not. Okay, so you're... Okay. I'm blind. Um, week number five, they're at home for uh, San Francisco. Um... Actually, I actually think they pulled this one out. Do you actually? Because I think I think um, Trey Lance is the starter over there. I think that offense is going to be a little rocky at the beginning of the season. I think it comes around towards the end. Okay. But I think that offense is a little rocky at the start there. Okay. Um, well, it doesn't get any easier because next week they're on the road to the Rams. Yeah, they lose this one, though. Okay. I also think the 49ers are unsure of what to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. And as long as Jimmy Garoppolo is in that locker room, there's always going to be whispers of why isn't he starting? Well, the trade of Baker Mayfield also really fucked that up too. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heading into week number seven, they are at home. Tampa Bay. Loss. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a gauntlet there. New Orleans, Arizona, San Francisco, the Rams, Tampa Bay. Dude, for somebody that, for a team that ended up, I want to say they were last in their division. I, I think they were. Maybe it's the Falcons. Falcons were. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They picked before them. Still, with a third place schedule, they have a tough fucking schedule. Also, they have to play the West. Yeah. Um, get a little bit of cupcake here. They're at Atlanta after Tampa Bay. They win this one. Yeah. Get back to their winning ways. But, dude, for, for Carolina, it doesn't get any easier because after that, then they're at home. For, then they're on the road to Cincinnati. Loss. Yeah. Well, we already had that one decided, so. Yeah, so. It's a facto. Good. It's a facto. I'm your boss. I read it. In a book. In a book. Um, week number uh, 10. 10? Yes. They're at home for Atlanta. They win this one, too. Okay. So they, they sweep Atlanta. They sweep Atlanta. I would agree. Um, 
After Atlanta, they're on the road to Baltimore. We have the Ravens winning that one. Bringing them into a Week 12 matchup against Denver. At home against Denver. What? Yeah. Uh, then they go into a bye week on Week 13. Week 14, they followed up with a game at Seattle. They win this one. Okay. Taking us to Week 15, a game at, Pitts- a game at home for Pittsburgh. We have them losing. Week 16, a game at home versus Detroit. We also have them losing. Heading into a week 17 matchup at Tampa Bay. This is also a loss. And then we have them ending on a loss as well to the New Orleans Saints. What, they they go 5-12? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 12. Damn, shout out me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little pat on the back there. Myself. Shout out Pears. Shout out Pears. <laughs> yes, uh, Shout out Pears. Oh, man. Well, I will tell you. I know. So so we do have we do have one laughable moment then here. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll push NHL free agency to next week just since my man has to jump on the road here. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson has recently been in the news. He's the quarterback of the New York Jets, sophomore quarterback heading into his second season. His uh, he's in the news because his girlfriend recently broke up with him because he fi- because she figured out that Zach Wilson's been piping his friend's mom. No, his mom's friend. Right, not his friend's mom. Because I got to twist. I got to twist it up too. His mom's friend. Yeah. Moral of the story: Zach Wilson likes Mills. I support it. Should we just start calling him um, Steve Finch? You said it. Didn't expect you to say it, but you said it. Could be a good name for him. Could be. All I know is my man's got that dog in him. He does have the dog in him. Who's hotter, Finch's mom or Stiffer's mom? Because we see Finch's mom at the, end of their, at the end of American Reunion. Hmm. I don't know. I think it's Finch's mom. Might be. It might be Finch's. Because, like, Stifler's mom's, like, so played out now at this point. Yeah. What about Stacy's mom? Stacy's mom's got it going on, dude. <laughs> she does. She's all I wanted. I waited so long. I know. Did you see, um, did you see the, the, the post uh, Zach Wilson put on Instagram? No. It was him working out in uh, Gazer Ranch in Idaho. Uh-huh. It's got a bunch of pictures of him working out, like, receivers. Joe Flacco's there looking like a stud. Um... Like CJ Uzama's there. Um, he goes, caption of it, took the boys to at Gaza Ranch Club in Idaho before camp. Poor cell service. Dot, dot, dot. What I miss. <laughs> Dude, he's a legend. <laughs> Jalen Waddle commented on a couple of goat emojis. That is so funny, dude. Braxton Berrio said, that's my QB. <laughs> Blake Barnett. <laughs> um, he's... uh. He's a, uh, what is it? Uh, da, da, ba, ba, ba. I think he's a wide receiver or quarterback for um, UCF. Huh. Um, he said, quality caption. Mike, Mike Carter, Michael Carter uh, Jr., he said, legendary. Pat Fryermuth put a bunch of laughing emojis. Um, Kyle Van Noy said, elite caption game. <laughs> Who is this? Will Parks said, uh, this is amazing. CJ Uzama said, my dog. Jarrett Stidham put a bunch of laughing faces. Trey Lance laughing faces. Um, uh, 
different Michael Carter. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Jets have two Michael Carters. Yeah, he said him. Um, who is this? Uh, Curious Tonga. I may have mispronounced that. I am sorry. Plays for the Bears. He said goat for real. Um, Jeff Smith the second said Yazzie goat emoji. The New York Jets put the saluting emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Dude. That is so funny. Like, dude, like everybody's on here. Kenny Pickett laughing faces. Donovan Mitchell co- caption comedy. Garrett Wilson goat emoji. Like, dude, everybody's on it. Just like, just absolutely like. <laughs> Dude, how how could you be mad at a guy like that though? Zach Moss gave him the saluting emoji. Brees uh, Brees Hall said him with a goat emoji. Like, dude, everybody's everybody's like just just praising him. He's like, what I miss? <laughs> no, and damn well this dude's been in the news for piping his his mom's friend. I saw a, uh, I saw a, I saw this funny. It was it was just a, it was just a video of some dude running, but somebody com- somebody commented on the video of it and said. Said Tom Brady running home after he finds out that Giselle is friends with Zach, Zach Wilson's mom too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one. Uh, it was from uh, Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby has the cougar in the car. Yeah. It said Zach Wilson pulling up the training camp. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Zach Zach Wilson may have earned my respect enough to possibly buy his jersey. <laughs> he might have the most sold jerseys in the NFL this year. He's definitely going to crack crack the top ten for a short period of time. I might draft him in fantasy football. For that reason? For that reason. You'd have to name your team like Milf Hunter or something. I will. Just draft a team like the, like the most attractive players you could possibly find and just mail it in this year. Like take Jimmy Garoppolo, Zach Wilson. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. Yeah, have, have fucking three quarterbacks for no reason. OBJ. There you go. Who may not even play. May not even play. Yeah. Uh, Mark, you have to get Mark Andrews. Yeah, Mark Andrews is a swaggy. Travis Kelsey, it's a good looking dude too. I'd do him. Yeah, for the right price. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not picky. Maybe just a Tesla. <laughs> What's with you and a Tesla, dude? Gas prices ain't cheap, homie. Come you on, right, now. you right. My fault. My fault. You're the one that's best to drive the fucking Buffalo. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. You know what you should do when you get up there. I just don't like being in the car that long. Uh, like once we get up, I'm gonna have a blast up there. Oh, of I know that I am. I just hate being in the car for that long. You know what you should do? You should, you should convince Sarah to let you give her the Swanton bomb off of, off of off the top of a fucking trailer into a plastic table. In true Buffalo fashion, you should. Ha! Just take your fucking shirt off. Her friends your, are Buffalo fans. Beat on your chest like King Kong. See if you can borrow one of those Zach Wilson jer- or Zach Wilson Josh Allen jerseys. Huh? See if you can. I might. Ah oh, no, draft draft Josh Allen. That's an attractive guy too. Yeah, Josh Allen's not bad looking. Yeah, he's kind of a cutie. Yeah, in like a real not cute way. Um, who else? Trevor Trevor Lawrence is a pretty cute guy for a girl. <laughs> That's facts. Or pretty pretty cute girl for a guy. <laughs> Either way, sunshine, so sunshine. <laughs> um. Man, I'm really, I really am lacking at the uh, the wide receiver position here. All I got is OBJ. Um, I don't know. Something about Debo Samuel. He'd get it. <laughs> no shame. Man, I feel like Justin Jefferson. 
Why not? It's not, he's not, you know, it's not bad. It's a weird conversation. I'm here for it, though. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm all for it. See, 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 now at this point, we're just trying to help you find a team with the most... Stefan Diggs? You ever seen the video of people of uh, people interviewing each other um, in the Minnesota Vikings um, locker room? And everybody's, and they're asking everybody, like, which of the players would you least... Oh, it was like, Diggs. Yeah, it was Diggs. People are like, I don't even know, like, Diggs? <laughs> It's because Diggs has that Maryland Maryland dog in him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who. I just saw their name. Uh, Keenan Allen. Maybe DJ Moore. Keenan Allen's kind of mid. <laughs> DK Metcalf. He takes care of himself. <laughs> Still don't have a running back, though. Chris McCaffrey, he's a pretty smooth-looking dude. I'll give you that one. He's a pretty yeah. smooth-looking dude. Yeah, Chris McCaffrey's a, a pretty attractive guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know who else. Why don't you just get, why don't you just get you like a big-ass guy to protect you? <laughs> just get Derrick Henry. I was thinking maybe Trent Williams. Can't draft an offensive lineman, but I was thinking about it. Good lord. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to tackle Trent Williams in the hole? <laughs> no. Like, like imagine, imagine meeting him like right in the hole. What, what do you think would happen if, let's say, death? We, let's say we put Derrick Henry at middle linebacker and Trent Williams at tailback on the goal line. <sighs> Who wins? Who wins? God damn. Probably Derrick Henry. I'm. I want to put this on social media. I want to know who's gonna. I. I want. I want a ton of feedback on this. His center of gravity is lower, and he can. Pick, he can pick up speed faster than Trent Williams. Derrick Henry could also pick up the entire power rack and bench press it. Yeah, Derrick Henry's ponytail also weighs like eighty pounds. His ponytail's bigger than I am. Dude, his his ponytail straight up makes him look like fucking alien from it's, Alien versus Predator. It's not a ponytail. I think it's a braided. I think it's braided dreads. I think that's what it technically is. It's a third leg. It's a fourth for him. He is a horse. I said what I said. Derrick Henry has four legs. <laughs> Two that he runs on, three that he uses to prop himself up, and then one he uses to, as a little kickstand at night. Dress set. <laughs> <laughs> one kickstand keeps him from going back, and one kickstand keeps him from... <laughs> Rolling over. Keeps them perfect. They're like training wheels. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> oh my god! This is the stuff that goes on off mic, <laughs> dude. He's Hannah Montana, best of both worlds. He's Hannah Montana. Yeah, dude. No way. You just called Derrick Henry a teenage white girl. <laughs> she ain't a teenager anymore. She's a, she's a fake person. She was a teenage white girl though. Miley Cyrus has grown up. Hannah Montana is still a teenage white girl. Why did they make it weird? Cuz. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's get the hell on out of yeah. here. I think we're pushing two hours. Um Yeah, this was longer than I thought. I still have to, I still have to go pick up my fifty inch TV. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're gonna put that up in the room. I have a five hour drive. Um so yep. 
I'm going to get the hell on out of here, get up the road. You have a good weekend. Yes, sir, as always. Be you, safe. You guys have a good weekend out there, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep, thanks, guys. See you.